Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name, and joining me as always is Frank Madden. And on Monday, I went up and up and up and up on the chain lift because, you know, that that's what you do. But the 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 unfortunate thing about roller coasters is you you go up and then you come down and the bucks came down i don't know if i've ever seen a roller coaster this high uh the bucks came down in a major way tonight frank uh things aren't great bucks lose 114 109 to the philadelphia 76ers they give up 72 points in the first half good god that was awful frank what do you got I'm just simmering with rage and I'm not, I wish I was kidding. Like a, after the last Sixer loss, I was kind of like, I don't know. I was in a weird mood about it. Cause I mean, MB just destroyed them and you know, it was kind of like standard bucks loss in a lot of ways. Um, and this game, I mean, how many times do you have to not take a bad team seriously? And get burned for it before you like wake up to this fact. I mean, it's just, and I don't know. Like after after the game, like seeing my Twitter timeline, it's like it's all about kids schemes and stuff like that. And it's like, guess what? Kids schemes didn't even lose them the game. They could have overcome kids crappy schemes easily if they just pay attention on defense remotely. Yep. If Giannis isn't garbage on offense after the first quarter, if any of these guys like played like something other than i don't know fearful down the stretch i mean it, it it's just like unbelievable that they can't even i mean delhi can't throw an inbound pass to Giannis, or Giannis can't catch him up whatever however you want to parse the blame yeah on that one play um monroe they i mean prunty slash kid whoever you want to give credit for they draw up a perfect friggin alley-oop play <laughs> Giannis who has the biggest catch radius in the goddamn universe, slips wide open when they're down one with, what, 35 seconds left. And Monroe, who's been, who was great tonight and was the one buck who I trusted to do the right thing all night, airmails the pass. By, by the way, on TV, it looked like weird that Giannis didn't jump for it. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see a reverse I angle of it. I agree. I, I think the pass was behind him. He hadn't jumped yeah. yet. He didn't jump at all. Um, he hadn't jumped yet and just kind of looked at, looked at it as it went by and uh, part of me wonders if he thought someone was behind him like he he thought because he didn't even go for the ball um but like obviously i've just a terrible pass from monroe but it it did appear like Giannis maybe thought someone was behind him and for that reason let it go um but yeah like you said Giannis tonight 17 points 12 rebounds five assists four steals two turnovers seven of 19 on the night O of seven from three uh just three free throws and 
and I know we come back to this clutch stuff all the time and why is the is the ball in Delhi's hands and why is he taking floaters? And I mean, tonight to me the answer was Giannis. That was the reason why Delhi had it. Like you give it to Delhi in the corner with nine seconds left on a possession, you give Delhi the ball when you're ISO'd against someone, just stop passing him the ball. Like Delhi's <laughs> Delhi's clearly not afraid to shoot it. He's just not. He will take the shot. And I, I wish I could say that about more Bucks. I don't know who wants it. Delhi wants it. Someone on the Bucks step up and make make it happen so that Delhi can't take the shot. That that's the, that's my major request. The the funny part is that the upside of of watching Delhi shoot shots inside the arc late in games is that it gives it's the closest you'll see to what it's like to see yourself take a shot in an NBA basketball game <laughs> late in a game. Like, he, I forget who dumped in that pass off where he was like five feet from the hoop and he was like in that weird in-between yeah. area and he just sort of like flipped it up and it was just like barely got rimmed to the left. Yep. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. But I mean, he's not it, afraid. He'll take the shot. He wants the well, ball. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, Giannis, I mean, it's so tough with Giannis, right? Because, I mean, obviously Giannis is phenomenal, right? And yeah. even on a night where he... You know, this was one of his worst games of the season in many ways, offensively. Um, He did tons of things that helped you, you know, defensively with, you know, being disruptive, rebounding. At times. Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, he had five assists, right? Um, But, I mean, this is the problem. Like, the Bucs need him, you know, and you can say it's because Jason Kidd is so horrible that they need Giannis to be a star every night or, you know, other players aren't good enough, whatever you want to say. But, you know, most nights, Giannis gives you... 25 points on those 19 shots and you know you you win by by eight points and you say well that wasn't a good performance but at least you won um and tonight you know he was bad and he's been bad in terms of efficiency three out of the last four games which i don't know i mean it's it's a bit concerning i don't think teams are necessary i mean it's not like there's some revolutionary thing that teams have figured out right i mean yeah you don't you want him to shoot jumpers and he's certainly taken a fair number of late um but i I don't know i mean i I feel like it's still more of a blip for Giannis. but i mean that's the problem you know it's (laughs) you you cannot lose these games i mean you just this is what this is how you end up 10th in the east after 82 games you lose these games and um you know i I don't know when they wake up and to be honest i mean i think the i I think what what frustrated me most is that Again, I don't think this was necessarily a typical. It was a typical Bucks loss in terms of like, yeah, I mean, the execution down the stretch just completely fell apart after they take a three point lead and they had a chance to make it five. They had all sorts of chances to to maintain a lead and and guys just you know, I mean, it's I, we got to the point where it's like the only thing I trust is giving the ball to Monroe in the post, basically late in games, which is scary because, you know, nobody thinks playing in the post is like the way to win NBA basketball games. But I mean, if it's between that and a deli pick and roll, which will inevitably be forced into a deli floater, um, it's just kind of scary. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not a coincidence, Eric, that we, we were attendance shaming people for quite some time and it's been, probably weeks since we tried to make people feel bad for not going to bucks games and you know when you play like like this in front of people paying good money i mean and the crowd was great tonight like they they gave the buck they gave fans every reason to walk out to be furious and when it mattered when the game got close fans were into it they brought it like 
Yeah. What, I mean, what, what, are, what are they now, 13 and 11 at home? I think, I mean, they've got to be the worst home record in the top 10 or 11 in the East at this point. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I think, I mean, we, we've talked about their inconsistency. And I mean, you know, you want to talk about like LeBron's true professionals comment. It's like, well, well I guess tonight we can we can say that one was true. Um, but I mean, I think for as much as we talk about kids schemes, I mean, tonight it's like, I mean, a lot of I mean, a lot of this is on players, you know, like being able to execute basic stuff, catch a basketball. Yeah, I mean, that's that's on players. Um, but uh, I mean, what is how do you consistently have sort of some of these performances and some of these just guys clearly not getting up for games? I mean, it's obviously that's on players, but I mean, the coaching staff clearly doesn't have any answers either. And and I think that, you know, you can. Um, again, I think there's lots of blame to go around, but I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope they didn't have another team meeting after this because I, I don't, I don't know what you know. We, we've kind of gone off the deep end in they, terms they of not. predictability of of you know. I mean, I just can't look at it. I can't look at a game on our schedule anymore and feel like, oh yeah, that's a game the Bucks will win. That's a game the Bucks will lose. I have no idea. They yeah. could, they could, they could beat the Celtics on Saturday. They could get, they could lose by 25. I don't know. I mean, the, I have no idea what to expect of this team and. It doesn't reflect well on Jason Kidd, and it doesn't reflect well on the players. You know, it's they're just in a in a very bad place right now. The thing that's infuriating to me is that they beat the Rockets, and after that game, we we go to the locker room. Guys are excited, obviously, and then we talk to we talk to Giannis, and Giannis talks about how well we are in that five game losing streak, and we just got to focus on winning habits, and we got to make sure we bring it every night, and we we just have to build that winning culture and the these losses they feel like the end of the world they they feel very frustrating and we need to build off this and you give up 72 to the sixers in the first half without joel Embiid. like come on that's garbage it is total garbage and like you said we can we can talk about the schemes they're terrible whatever that's fine say what you want but that was straight up effort that was terrible basketball. That was guys not giving what they needed to give tonight. It was as simple as that. And they found it in the second half, magically. They, they found it. They hold the Sixers to 16 in the third and 26 in the fourth. And you, you can't do anything like that in, in the first half at all? Like, And I don't know. It, it, it just seems like... Everyone wants to say the right thing that, oh, yeah, we're trying to build a winning culture. We know we need to be more focused. We need to be more consistent. And then when it comes to blowing out an Embiid-less Sixers team, well, they didn't do it. And, again, if you want to say, well, the coaches should motivate them. These are grown men. You need to do it yourself. And, again, maybe some coaches have the Newt Rockney speech ready to go, but – I think in the NBA, it's a man's league. And if you're going to want to go and be a playoff team, that's on you as players to bring it every single night. I I, I mean, well, I'm going to disagree with you in part because, I mean, I think it's both. I mean, sure, sure. I mean, and, and we've been seeing it way too much. And, you know, it's it's again, we've kind of, you know, the the 12-step program <laughs> to getting over this kind of crap. You know, I mean, uh, we, we've gone all through the point of, of team meetings and, you know, you lost to this 
damn team and put everybody through hell like a friggin' week ago, yep. <laughs> right? Or two weeks ago, you lost a week, 10 days ago, right? 10 days ago, you lost at home to the Sixers with Embiid and everybody murdered you. And, you know, the Bucks as players, I'm sure felt like crawling under a rock after that game. And then they go out and beat the Rockets, a much better team. And then they come back and a, 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 not only a Sixer team that was missing Embiid, a Sixer team on the second night of a back-to-back. Yep. They they beat the Clippers last night at home. A team that is has been, as we said the other night, they, they've been playing very well. They've been winning a lot of games. But their offense has been trash, even when they've been winning games. They've been dead last in the league in offense, even over the last month when they've been good. So to turn them into the Warriors tonight in the first half, I mean... You know, sure, yeah. I mean, they had stuff going, whatever. Like, they probably made more threes. You know, they they were shooting better than they normally would. Maybe the Bucks were a little unlucky with the shooting, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, there's just nothing. There's just no getting around that this is just on, I mean, I, this is on everybody in that locker room. Coaches, yep. players, you know. And, again, nobody wants to talk about Giannis playing poorly, but he you know if he plays average they win easily yeah you know i mean this is a must-win game against a crap team and he didn't he didn't bring it offensively he struggled he looked like he needed help all night other than the first like five minutes um and you know they got late in the game and then they immediately look like they're pressing again in the second quarter as well like they do not react well to adversity you know i mean i obviously it was a it was a pleasant surprise that they fought back and actually were leading but um they, the, it's just interesting. I think you saw it at the end of the first Sixers game too. Um, they, they just like can't handle, you know. They they try to get back everything in, you know, one possession. You know, it's like you're going to get a ten point play or something. Like they just want to force something, and you know, I mean, I think that's where the youth of the team really does come into play because guys like Jabari and Giannis, they just look like they rush stuff, and they just don't know how to kind of play to their strengths sometimes. So, I don't know. It, this is. This is the most annoyed I've been after a Bucks loss all season, which is saying something because we've had a lot of <laughs> very annoying losses. And, um, you know, again, if you want to boo them during the starting lineups on Saturday, <laughs> be, be my guest. Yeah. I will, or, or just don't go. Leave your seats open. Um, be, be my guest because, you know, performances like tonight, you know, regardless whether you want to put it on Jason Kidd, um, Della Vadova, Giannis, you know, pick, pick, take your pick. Basically, Anybody everybody. Anybody Anybody in a row, yeah. Um, you know, be be my guest because I think there's a lot of people in that locker room that you know, if they do a little, if they do a couple things better, um, you win this game, and instead you come away with a real sucker punch kind of loss against a team that you know, again, they're going to be laughing all the way back to Philly as you know, Bucks fans who've been complaining about the Sixers tanking and you know whatever, making a mockery of the league. Well, you know, the Sixers are making a mockery of the Bucks this season and. <laughs> They've got a whole lot more draft picks and uh, injured first overall picks that are uh, are about to come back and and you know it, it's just it's very frustrating and I don't blame any Bucks fans for for being pissed off and you know I don't know it's it's uh, I, I don't I, I I almost you know whenever they they lose badly I kind of want to get another game very soon thereafter just to like yeah. hope that something different happens. Um, but I'm, I don't know, I'm not looking forward to a back-to-back against two teams that are actually good uh, with the Raptors on Friday and the, the Celtics on Saturday. But who knows, maybe that's the only way the Bucks are actually going to play well is if they play teams that are yeah. actually good. 
Uh, it, it's just, yeah, like you said, I, there's been some frustrating ones this season, but it's tough to find one much more frustrating than this. And it's just so strange to see a, the game before, it, it never gets it never gets to, to one possession. It's never super tight against the Rockets, but still, they, they made some plays where the game was teetering yeah. on the edge like they yeah, absolutely they executed and uh, tony snell hits a big shot and they make some plays in that game and then just seem to totally forget that they did that literally two days before and i i guess it for me it, it was epitomized in just the single play where it, I, again it was it was ron baker flashbacks exact same situation Giannis gets it left wing it's Timothy Luewu, uh, what I can't pronounce his Luawu Cabarro, or yeah. There you go. So he has him isoed left wing, and what does he come out with? Step back three, huh? Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's not really excusable. Um, and, and it was the same thing. It was Ron Baker flashbacks for me all all over again. And then the next possession, he dribbles a little bit longer and drives right by for a layup. And in my head. It, it just seems very simple. <laughs> this guy can't cover you. Take him to the basket. And instead, it's settle. It's passed to Delhi. It's passed to someone else. Get the ball out of my hands. And it, this team is struggling. And it's time. And like you said, it was it was a poor performance from him. Um, I guess. I guess this is my question for you, Frank. I I think I know where I'm at on this, but. Is is the playoffs going to be decided in the next five games? Um, they go at Toronto, come back home to Boston on Saturday, so a back-to-back with Toronto and Boston. Then they have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday before a three-game Western Conference road trip with Utah, Denver, and Phoenix. And Denver and Phoenix is a back-to-back in Phoenix. Is is this season decided in the next five games? Because I'm awfully close to saying yes. Uh, the only thing I would say is that the Bulls are in almost or greater shambles than the Bucks are. Yeah. Um, and um, I think when you look at the standings right now, I think the Bucks window, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, I mean, we were looking at it and saying, geez, you know, I mean, the Hawks – are kind of teetering maybe they're potentially going to blow it up a little bit they were fourth um but you lose all these games you know you're thinking oh you know well fourth is probably too rich for your blood but maybe you could do fifth in which case you know whoever finishes fifth obviously is going to feel pretty good because they're getting a hawks team that you know i don't think a hawks that this hawks team is great yeah. um but you know with the way the bucks are playing and and the fact that you know, i don't know i mean i i just it just kind of makes you come back to the fact that like well we didn't Maybe others are not going to claim that they thought the Bucks were going to be good before the season. I didn't. Um, and so I just sort of come back to like, well, maybe this is just like, this is just them being more like what they were <laughs> destined to be. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's not to like absolve people from, you know, disappointing or whatever. But, um, but I think when you look at it, you know, now you got to the point where the Wizards are, are fifth. They've, they're playing great. I mean, you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to catch the Wizards. They're they're four games up and just generally, I mean, unless unless 
the bench, the Wizards bench can conjure up amazing things uh, in in a horrible way. I, I, and I don't think they can, I don't think they can slow down Wall and Beal unless unless they're injured or something. Yeah. But um, the Wizards at five, I mean that makes sense. The Hornets have been underwhelming, but I mean I think they're better than the Bucks. You know, I I, yep. I thought I thought they could be the fourth seed coming into the season. Um, Pacers have been weird. Pacers have been up and down, but I mean they're twenty two and twenty two. Um, Bucks are going to get the Pacers uh, what three more times? I think they've only played them once, right? They beat blew them out early in the season. Yep. Um, and then you've got the Bulls who lost again. Um, you know they've got their whole soap opera. MCW got DNP'd and was pissed off about it the other night. <laughs> Jerry and Grant started. They're a complete you know shit show as well. But they have two more wins than the Bucks right now. <laughs> For as much as the Bucks have beat up the Bulls this year, um, the Bulls are 23-24. The Bucks are 21-24. and 24, um, And the Bucks have had a more home-heavy schedule. So that's the thing you want to keep in mind, too. The Bucks, you know, the, the killer thing is that the Bucks have played a lot of home games, and they are not taking advantage of that at all. Um, and, you know, they're going to have some of these road trips coming up. And, and I think that's where, um, you know, they're going to have to really figure something out because – um, you know, otherwise they're, you know, the, the Pistons are, are only half game back of them. Um, I, I don't think the Knicks are as bad as them. Um, but I think if I had to handicap it right now, I'd probably say the Pistons catch the Bulls, um, for the eighth spot in the Bucks. I mean, right now, obviously it's just kind of hard to look at the Bucks and say like, oh yeah, you know, with the, an unfavorable schedule that they're going to, you know, figure stuff out. Um, because I also just, I, I'm not going to put, I don't want to put the pressure on Chris Middleton to save this team, and I and I really hope people are not yeah. expecting that to happen because um, the, the Bucks' problems go well beyond you know <laughs> who's playing shooting guard, right? And especially, I mean, offensively, they've I mean they've scored a lot of points this year. They're a top ten offense. Um, Middleton will help, but um, but is Middleton going to save them defensively? Given everything we've seen, you know, especially given the concerns around. You know the Bucks' schematic weaknesses, weakness, and I mean even tonight. I mean they got all the turnovers that you know you you are hoping to get from that scheme. I mean they forced twenty four turnovers, but then they only get nine fast break points. They did get a bunch of points off turnovers, but they were outscored I think off off turnovers overall. Um, and if you don't get out in the break, I mean you know that's probably another reason why Giannis really didn't really underwhelmed tonight because they didn't get fast break points. Um, so so I don't know. I mean I, I don't know. I, I don't think the season pivots on the next five games, um, but I think I think the the probably the broader issue is you know does this team, especially given its construction with a lot of young guys, a lot of guys who are, who are not experienced, who have not you know been on winning teams, um, you know does it break their back a little bit? Do they you know do they have the backbone to? suffer another five game losing streak or something like that and and actually bounce back and play well because i mean look like the hawks had a nine game losing streak early in the season i mean teams will have bad stretches and and slumps and you know the key is you can't have more than one or two of them in a season because the season is just not long enough so um so i don't know i mean it's you know it's absolutely gut check time for the bucks but i mean by the same token the next two games uh, even if the Bucks were playing well, I'd expect them to lose both. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I think if 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 they can't win one of those games on the road trip, which won't be easy. I mean, basically Phoenix is the only one that you'd look at and say that's you know a very winnable game. Um, but I think you said that's a back to back, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, so I don't know. We we very easily could be looking at you know a, a six game losing streak at the end of that. You know, or who knows? Maybe they win one of these games on the weekend. It's 
there's really just no way to predict what this team is going to do night to night. I, I do really think this is this is kind of it. Uh, or, and again, we talk about must wins and how silly that can be to say that. But man, to see, like you said, this is a team that doesn't really. None of their important players have been on winning teams before. Uh, you, you go up and down the lineup: Giannis, Jabari. Uh, I don't even know who do, who do you want to say is the third most important player in the Bucks: Monroe. Uh, yeah, never been to the playoffs. Never been to the playoffs. This is a team full of guys that have not done it before. And were able to bust out of a five-game losing streak in a major way. They were able to muster up the will, beat the Rockets, and feel good about themselves again. And then just totally lose any of that that goodwill. And I, I know momentum is a made-up thing, but for guys that have had their will broken before, like, and you think of some of the seasons, I mean. Giannis's first season with Larry Drew like <laughs> that wasn't a good season a lot of losses just kind of got used like you can fall into a a bit of a habit where you get used to it and you lose and then all of a sudden uh fingers start to point and the ball's not moving enough and things can start to happen with guys that don't know how to win and they go on a losing streak that they may not know how to get out of it um and let this this is just to me terrifying uh, a back to back against two of the top three teams in the East. Um, granted, you get one of them at home against Boston, but still, two of the top three teams in the East are coming in, and you you got to try to get a win against them before going on a three game Western road trip uh, against a very good Utah team, against a Denver team that's playing much better as of late and also a tough place to play in denver and by the time you get to the final part of that denver phoenix back-to-back you may have already lost five games in a row and just like that you're 21 and 29 uh and again like you said the the rest of the season gets gets more road heavy there's just I, i think this is just a very scary point for this team uh things could go terribly terribly wrong and it's not to say that it will or it it's definitely going to happen but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility and i think the pessimist in me wants to say it's somewhat likely because this is it's just a scary scary time um yeah, and right. i think and i mean again you know i i like to think i'm not too you know overly reactionary to, to 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 one game um as i said i mean this this one just really this friend this on this is the most frustrating loss of the season for me um just just watching it um but uh I, yeah i don't know i mean you know i mean i don't i don't want i don't want to be right about predicting the bucks would win 34 games and if they yeah. do i think people are going to be extremely angry um because just you know if you start fast people people don't like that if, if you yeah. know you build expectations and understandably um but yeah i mean you look at where the bucks are i mean um and and you know again this is not to say the bucks i, I the bucks absolutely will not I, I do not think they will do anything to hurt their chances of making the playoffs they are not gonna you know i don't think they're gonna sell off players at the trade deadline i mean they never do that even when they should so um you know i think they're always going to be too 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 close into it and you know you hope chris middleton coming back obviously maybe maybe gives them gives them a boost but um but yeah i mean as you said i mean if you lose 
five more games in a row, if you're at 21 and 29, I mean, it, it is interesting looking at the the lottery standings right now. I mean, it's crazy to go from looking at the, you know, what does it take to be fourth or fifth in the East to what does it take to be, you know, seventh or eighth in the lottery. But, um, you know, Philly's, uh, let's see, three and a half games back of the Bucks right now and playing infinitely better basketball. Yeah. Um, they're eighth in the lottery standings. You know, Orlando's 18 and 29. They're seventh in the lottery standings. Minnesota's playing really well. They're 17 and 28. Um, the Heat are 16 and 30, and they've won five in a row. Five in a row. Yep. So, uh, so it's a weird. It's a very weird season. And you know, again, I'm I'm not saying that that the Bucks are are you know destined for a top five pick or something like that. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, but. You never know. I mean, you never know if they get a bad, you know, again, we, this team hasn't even been injured other than the Middleton injury, which obviously we knew coming into the season. Um, and that's kind of another scary thing. I mean, what happens if, you know, Monroe breaks his ankle or Giannis misses a month with an ankle sprain? You know, I mean, at that point, you're you're toast. Um, so so it'll be it'll be interesting to see just how this team reacts, um, because if if they go into a serious tailspin right now, um you know there there's a whole a whole bunch of teams um, league wide that that are playing much better than them that are really not that far behind them in sort of the overall league standings or, or lottery standings however you want to look at it so um, so definitely potential to for the wheels to kind of come off very quickly if um, if they don't kind of figure some stuff out and I mean I think they're good enough to figure that stuff out I don't I'm not going to flatter my own preseason prediction enough to think that like oh it's inevitable that they're gonna you know completely go off the rails um i think you know Giannis and to a lesser extent jabari and and monroe i think they've been too good to sort of you know make me feel like that but um but you know again if you if you can't play good team defense then um you know do i trust this team to just outscore opponents regularly no (laughs) i definitely don't uh even though they've gotten away with that for you know for uh, in a fair number of games the season so far I hope you're happy, Bucks. <laughs> I hope you're happy. We just brought up the lottery standings. And you're 21 and 24. You just lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. You didn't have Joel Embiid coming off a West Coast game in a back-to-back. And you've lost six of the last seven. So I hope you're happy. You just made us do that. <laughs> I think we are we are very positive people. I think we very often try to always look at at the bright side of things because we are bucks fans and we have dealt with uh more than enough uh a cloudy weather um we've we've dealt with that and yeah you did this to us you did this to us so i i i, I, I like that's that's as far as i got like I, it's it's unbelievable to me that it's come it's come to this and yeah this season is is right there. It's teetering. So we will we will see. Um, we could break this game down more. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow when we're not as angry. Um, oh God, no! Don't make me talk about this game more. Okay, so maybe we'll preview let's, something else. Maybe we'll do a, a nonsensical topic tomorrow. I don't know what we're gonna do, but I do know that I'm quite angry, and you did this to me, Bucks. <laughs> That's what I know. Well, you may, at least made me laugh, Derek. So. Good. So All right. I'm, Bucks I'm lose. Slightly better. Bucks lose one fourteen one oh nine. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Bucks. That was Frank Madden. I'm Eric Name. We're out. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17